How does someone with very little self-confidence and who is also very shy then go on to become a radio and TV presenter, hosting their own live radio show, interviewing royals, Oscar-winning actors and musical superstars, as well as presenting shows in front of thousands of people and eventually moving to another country? My name is Simon Baldock and this podcast is called Tales from a Very Minor Celebrity. This is the story of how I conquered my insecurities and went on to have a 35-year career in broadcasting both in the UK and in Spain. You'll hear some of my most memorable interviews, one of which was featured on Radio 4's Pick of the Week, and all the adventures I've had both in the UK and Spain, and the stories behind them. Like the time I delivered half a carcass of beef to Margaret Thatcher at 10 Downing Street, and the time I carried a million pounds worth of diamonds on the tube in an old Sainsbury's bag on the way to a photo shoot with Lord Snowden at the Ritz. This first episode is called When Dame Judy Got Drenched, and the reason why will become apparent a little later on. When people find out that I've worked on radio and TV, they often ask me about the famous people I've interviewed and who are some of my favourites. Well, Dame Judy Dench has to be in the top five, and coming up is an interview I did with her when we met on the Carnival Legend Cruise Liner in Harwich on August the 21st, 2002. The Carnival Legend is a 12-storey, 900-foot, 88,000-tonne luxury cruise liner, which was built in Finland and then sailed over to Harwich to be officially christened by Dame Judy Dench, who was flown down by private jet from Scotland to perform the ceremony. Rumour has it that she was paid £25,000 to do this and that she donated the entire fee to a cancer charity in memory of her husband Michael Williams who died from the disease the previous year. I was working for a radio station in Essex at the time and I was sent an invite by the Carnival Legend people to go down the night before the ceremony and spend an evening on the ship trying out the numerous bars and restaurants along with around 2,000 travel agents before watching Dame Judy officially launch the ship the next day. I accepted the invite, well, let's face it, who wouldn't? And I also asked if there was any chance that I could interview Dame Judy prior to the launch. They said, unfortunately, that would not be possible because Judy Dench would be very tired and there was a lot to fit in during the day before she flew back to Scotland later that evening. Anyway, the day finally arrived and I went down to Harwich. I was shown into my very nice cabin before interviewing the very dashing Italian captain. I was shown around the engine room and bridge before going to a cocktail party with a variety of VIPs, before going off and indulging in all the food and drink that this luxury cruise liner had to offer. Well, it would have been rude not to. During the cocktail party, I got chatting to someone from the Carnival Legend team, who it turns out was one of the directors, and I happened to mention to him that I'd tried to get an interview with Dame Judy, but I was unsuccessful. At around 4am in the morning, I staggered back to my cabin and fell into bed, a little worse for wear, but safe in the knowledge that I didn't have to leave the ship until around 10am the next morning, so I'd have a bit of time to recover before travelling back to the studio. At around 7am, I was woken by the sound of my mobile phone ringing. I answered it, only to be told that the director I was chatting to at the cocktail party only a few hours ago had managed to pull a few strings and had got me 20 minutes with Dame Judy Dench when she arrived on board at around 9am, and I'd be the only media representative to get an interview with her. The person on the phone asked if I still wanted to talk to her. 
Well, yes, I told them, despite not being in a fit state to talk to anyone, let alone an Oscar-winning A-list actor. I quickly got up, showered, dressed and managed to force down a little breakfast to settle my stomach. And before I knew it, it was 9am and I was being shown up to one of the ship's staterooms where Dame Judy Dench would be waiting for me. I was shown into a flower-filled room with around 20 other people milling around. I was informed that Judy Dench was in the bathroom and would be with me in a few minutes. I sat down on a large couch and waited. Everyone in the room was staring at me. PR people, publicists, there was company directors. It was quite intimidating. As I sat there, I was getting hotter and hotter, and my stomach was making some very strange noises, and I could feel beads of sweat forming on my bald head. If it had been anyone else that I was waiting to interview, I think I would have made my excuses and left. But I just couldn't. I was just going to have to get through this somehow the best way I could. And then suddenly Dame Judy Dench exited from the bathroom and walked over to me. I got up, we sat down, and she looked me straight in the eyes and said, Bloody hell, you had a good night, didn't you? <laughs> Everyone laughed. I blushed profusely, torrents of sweat ran into my eyes, and I pressed the record button. And what follows is probably one of the worst interviews I ever carried out with one of the nicest celebrities I've ever met. I flew down early this morning from the, the Western Isles in Scotland, and so the difference is just, you know, I've left... I've left such huge quietness, and suddenly you come and see... I mean, I, we were talking, so we were coming along suddenly. I So I didn't think I ever imagined it was this size. It's absolutely huge. Twelve stories. It's it's like a floating town. It is a floating town, yeah. like a carriage lookout, isn't it? Is it the sort of thing that you would uh, use yourself, do you think? I don't see why not, yes. Now, I think if you're a godmother, you know, your godchild, if it needs you, calls on your help. Perhaps you never know, you see, you might... I might uh, be needed. Does it afford you any special privileges? Can you just phone up and say, I'd like to you know, travel here or, or there? I don't know about that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, do, I doubt that. But it's lovely to be here today. I, and it's a wonderfully different thing to do. Um, another very, very busy year for you. Two major films coming out in you know, quite soon. Yes, The Importance of Being Earnest and uh, the new Bond film. Very different movies. You can say that again, yes. One a corsets movie, one without a corsets. <laughs> You're in, obviously enjoying playing uh, the role in James Bond. I do enjoy it. I enjoy it enormously. And being with um, Barbara Broccoli and Michael Wilson and, and Pierce, and, you know, it's a, fa it's, it's a family affair now after four of them. It's very nice indeed. And now I'm about to do, I start working next week on a play in the West End with Maggie Smith. That's the two of us. And you keep um, doing as time goes by as well. Um, an international actress, an uh, Oscar-winning actress. What is it about as time goes by that keeps drawing you back to it? Uh, we've done ten years of it. And it is fantastically popular in America. And so we've kept on doing it. And lovely it's been. That again has been a very much a family feeling. Um, and now we've just finished the very last one. So it's been ten years of... Uh, really extreme fun doing all that. So there you have it. It's only two minutes long, but the only two minutes that I could salvage from what was a dreadful interview, and I hate listening to it. But I did meet Dame Judi Dench, and at least I got something on air. The postscript to this tale is that following the interview, Dame Judi then went off to prepare to officially launch the ship. She was taken to a podium with the captain by her side and the obligatory bottle of champagne that would be smashed against the ship's hull. 
The time finally came. Judy Dench swung the bottle, which just bounced off the hull. Hushed silence amongst the crowd. A few titters here and there, and then she tried again. Again the bottle fell to smash. A little bit more tittering, and a few embarrassed looks appearing on the dignitaries' faces. It was then that the captain stepped up to assist. He held Dame Judy's hand, and as she once again swung the bottle towards the ship, the captain gave it a helping hand, turbocharging the swing. The bottle hit the ship, exploded, and the contents covered everyone close by, but mostly Dame Judy, who was soaked with champagne. She found the whole experience very funny, but the next day, I think it was the Sun newspaper, who had the story literally splashed on the front page with the brilliant headline, Dame Judy Drenched. So there you have it, the first episode of my podcast, Tales from a Very Minor Celebrity. Before I leave you, a little excerpt from next week, when I'll be reliving an interview with ex-police guitarist Andy Summers. I always really enjoyed interviewing people when I had some sort of connection with them. With Andy Summers, it was the fact that they were the only band I ever camped out overnight to get tickets for and I had a very important question to ask him about that concert. I must tell you, my, my claim to fame um, is that um, I've only ever queued overnight to get tickets for one concert, and that was uh, to get tickets to see you guys play Tooting Beck Common. Oh, my God. I, I know. I think it was, was it 1980 yeah, or something like that? Something like that, yeah. I, it was very strange because we flew directly from Rio de Janeiro to Tooting Beck Common. But <laughs> 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 And am I dreaming it? Was Tommy Cooper your warm-up? Hear the answer to that and a lot more in next week's episode of Tales from a Very Minor Celebrity. Celebrity.